This is AutoLine Daily, the show that's dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Automakers are starting to get worried and are going into survival mode. Deutsche Bank estimates that GM and Ford only have 15 to 17 weeks of cash left before they hit the minimum amount of cash needed to run their businesses. In other words, they will run out of liquidity by the end of July. Even though Deutsche Bank singled out GM and Ford, it's a problem that all automakers face. Tesla is cutting executive salaries 20% and everyone else gets a 10% cut. And temp workers are getting laid off with no pay. Nissan is trying to get a $4.6 billion loan from Japanese banks. General Motors is using blockchain to update maps for autonomous vehicles, according to Ward's intelligence. Using vehicle sensors, GM would map infrastructure like new construction, traffic signs, or speed limit changes. An algorithm would then mark the changes and electronically make a note on blockchain. Having accurate maps is critical for the deployment of autonomous vehicles, but as of today, only 1% of the world's roads are mapped. So automakers are turning to technology like blockchain to help map the rest of the roads in a cost-effective way. Good news for Tesla, it just had its best sales month ever in China. According to the China Passenger Car Association, the EV maker sold more than 10,100 vehicles, which accounted for nearly 30% of all battery electric vehicles sold in March in China. That's up from 3,900 cars that Tesla sold in February. The automaker is aiming to produce 150,000 Model 3s this year at its new plant in Shanghai. Speaking of China, Volkswagen says it's starting to recover in the market there. All of the 2000 VW brand dealerships have resumed business, and 95% of Audi and Skoda dealerships have also reopened. It says foot traffic in showrooms is comparable to the same period last year, and its production is back on track, with 32 out of its 33 manufacturing facilities in the country up and running. It's a significant year for VW in China as it moves forward with its electrification strategy. It will start local production of BEV models at two of its plants, which have a combined capacity of 600,000 units a year. One of the most hotly expected debuts of an electric vehicle is getting pushed back this year. Rivian's RT1 pickup, which was scheduled to come out in December, will now make its debut in 2021. The EV maker has been retooling an old Mitsubishi plant in Illinois, but was forced down to a skeleton crew of workers. We don't know the exact launch date until those retooling efforts are back in full swing. In other Rivian news, Amazon may not order as much as those electric trucks as we had thought. And that's because Amazon suspended its service called Amazon Shipping, which was going to deliver non-Amazon packages. That's good news for FedEx and UPS not to have Amazon competing against them, and their stocks shot up on that report. But Amazon will continue to insource its own deliveries. And a big thanks to viewer Ken, who brought this story to our attention. And if you run across some interesting news, please pass it along our way. Kia just teamed up with Electrify America to provide fast charging for Nero buyers. The two are launching what they call Kia Select Charging. 
It offers a flat rate of 35 cents per minute, and there's no session or subscription fees. To sign up, participants will have to download the Electrify America app and complete the enrollment process. Better sign up sooner than later. The program runs until the end of the year, and at that time, it will be reevaluated. And now it's time for You Said It, where we report back on some of your feedback. And Sam Fiorani from Auto Forecast Solutions saw our report on that mid-engine Mustang concept from the mid-1960s. Ford designers say it was not part of the Mustang Mach 2 program, but Sam says, tell me why this can't be an early stage of the 67 Mach 2 concept. And he sent us this image of the concept superimposed on the Mach 2. And even though Ford says there is no connection between these cars, to us, it looks like Sam is right. One of those cars just fits right over the other. And Daniel Steedham noted something in the background of one of those photos. Couldn't help but notice the stand-up ashtrays lined up for engineers and others to move to wherever they were working. It's a good thing the world has changed when it comes to smoking, but unless you live through it, people today can't imagine how cigarette-driven a society we were back then. Mark Johnson wrote in to tell us how much he loves U.S. post office trucks, which made their debut over 30 years ago. This thing was built like a World War II Grumman Avenger. It even has rivets in its aluminum body. I, for one, will proudly stand in line to purchase one and give it a place of honor in my stable. I hear Jay is planning on that as well. Of course, he must mean Jay Leno on all that. And he's right. Grumman made both the Avenger and those post office trucks. Martin Volney, who lives in Poland, chided us for giving Elon Musk too much coverage and too much credit. I know you're U.S. media, so propping U.S. companies might be natural, but come on. Musk is doing PR stunt, just as he did during the Thai cave rescue. Yet you fall for it, as if no lessons were learned. And that's all coming from a billionaire who first spent weeks downplaying the virus and is still forcing SpaceX employees to go to work for his pet projects, despite six of them testing positive for the virus. Really disappointing. Please stop this publicity for denialists who endanger public health. Milton Piontowski saw our report about automakers sneaking in price hikes by raising what they charge for destination and delivery charges. Just looked at my window sticker from my 1965 Mustang that I bought in June 1965. Destination charge was $42.75. Dearborn to Milwaukee. Well, Milton, we did an inflation adjustment of that charge, and in today's dollars, it only comes to $351. Meanwhile, Ford would charge you over $1,000 to deliver a car to a dealership today. And finally, Charles Orvis wrote in to say, We've seen Gary V at home on After Hours via the web, but where the hell is Sean? Charles, the entire Autoline crew is working from home these days, except for me. I'm the only one coming into the studio. And Sean is busy working every day on Autoline Daily and posting video interviews on our YouTube channel. We've been able to keep on doing what we're doing and want to keep on doing it with your help. We've begun asking for donations from you, our viewers, and we need to thank those of you who have already done so. Here's a list of the names, which is a little too lengthy to read here. And we're so grateful for all of you for helping us out. And then be sure to join us for AutoLine After Hours this afternoon when our guest will be Doug DeMuro. 
one of YouTube's superstar car reviewers with millions of followers. We'll be talking about the exotic and historic cars that he test drives and get into the details of how he does it all. Frank Marcus from Motor Trend will also be joining us for that show. So join Gary Vasilash and me for one of the best gearhead programs in the business. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Automakers are scrambling to provide customer support during the crisis. So what are the issues that they're facing? We spoke with Kathy Orico, the chief client officer at Automotive Lead at Agero, a company that provides driver assistance and vehicle service for car companies. And she gave examples of how it's helping automakers during the lockdown. Uh, one of uh, the, the car companies that I work with, and they said that they were having a problem because their dealerships were losing service appointments. So people had scheduled service in advance. And due to COVID, they're not interested in leaving their houses, so they're canceling. Well, we know that parts and service revenue is very important um, to these dealerships right now. So they called up and asked if we could help them. So we put together a program. So if um, a dealership has an issue and they, in fact, are having cancellations, they could offer uh, up an alternative that we could either come pick up their car for them, either on a, on a flatbed tow truck or send a driver out to pick up the car, take it in to be serviced and return it home. So um, that's one example of where they've asked us for help. I had another um, partner of ours that said the digital um, requests have been coming in um, much higher, spiking higher than they had planned, and they weren't prepared. So they asked if we could uh, put people on the phone representing their brands, taking um, and scheduling appointments for, for them, whether it be sales or service. So we've helped out some there. In fact, we've got some um, clients that have asked us to stand up these programs in 24 hours. So um, because we do this, because we're an emergency services company, we have a lot of these protocols set up today and we're able to help them out. Volkswagen just refreshed the Atlas, and it's actually gone on sale right now. And while it has a number of changes, the starting price is unchanged at nearly $32,600, and that does include destination charges. The big change is front-end styling, which now more closely resembles the Atlas Cross Sport. The grille slips under the less blocky headlamps, and the lower fascia is more aggressive with large lower air intakes. And if you squint, you'll notice a slight change to the lower fascia on the rear as well. There's no real styling upgrades to the interior, but the automaker's turbo four-cylinder engine is now available to top trims and with all-wheel drive. And to end the show on a light note, one of our viewers, Grant Anderson, sent us the shot of a gearhead who figured out how to make a COVID-19 face mask made from the air filter of a car. Breathe deep, brother. And with that, we wrap up today's show.